Religiosanity, episode 112, back with Pastor Andrew. Today,、mm-hmm. I want you to talk about archaeology. I think we promised our listeners a little dive into that because I sent you a text. Yes. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, maybe yeah. it was a direct message on Instagram because、uh, I was just shocked. The headline is Breakthrough in Biblical Archaeology. Israeli researchers developed a groundbreaking method using the Earth's magnetic field to verify events in the Old Testament. Yeah. I, <laughs> I almost had a brain. That's, that's, that's,、uh, that, that's marvelous. And, and then there are some kind of breaks which they uh, geo uh, dated or、yeah. uh, magneto dated or whatever. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. So to, to, to begin with, First of all, yeah, yeah, you know, I, I have to say that、uh, among the true、uh, academic、uh, anthropologists of Middle East,、uh, just saying biblical archaeology is、uh, an oxymoron, co- co- oxymoron <laughs> or contradictio in、yeah. a- adjecto,、uh-huh. uh, simply contradiction、uh, of terms.、Uh, because、uh, I read this Bible, and that's a text. Yeah. Uh, predominantly legendary and mythical in nature.、Uh, it's a religious text which cannot be dated, frankly.、Mm. Uh, and archaeology is a scientific discipline of interpreting、uh, archaeological finds. And it has very strict rules. Uh, if you are these days doing a dig, you, it's not that you just take instruments and start digging. Uh, for instance, you start、uh, by keeping a very precise log and you are keeping the temperatures and, and uh, uh, humidity and <laughs> all these k i n d of things with every date when you are doing the dig. And, and photo documentation and, and collection of、uh, samples and, and, and so on and so forth. Stratigraphy is very important、mm-hmm. and, 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 and so on and so forth. So it is a scientific discipline. It's not necessarily science, but it is a scientific discipline with very strict rules. And, and these two things are contradictory <laughs> because the Bible is an, a literary uh, text. Mm-hmm.、Uh, It's predominantly of fictitious nature.、Mm-hmm. Let me put it that way.、Mm-hmm. And, and archaeology is the interpretation of the past using these、uh, scientific disciplines.、Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, so it's, it's contradiction. It's quite well established,、uh, unfortunately, especially、uh, among Americans.、Uh, and it came into existence. Under the influence of William Foxwell Albright. He was a、uh, child of、uh, some Methodist missionaries or something like that,、uh, that strongly influenced him. He even is、uh, on record saying that the, the biblical archaeology is a discipline that sheds light upon the social and political structure, the religious concepts and practices, and other human activities and relationships that are found in the Bible or pertain to people mentioned in the Bible. That, that's a quotation、uh-huh. from him. And, and immediately you see. 
<laughs> yeah, you know, how can you use uh, this scientific discipline to uh, illuminate something which is a literary uh, fiction uh, collected from across the ages and almost impossible to date. We, we <laughs> yeah. discussed that number of times, how, yeah. how, how Bible, even the most beloved and possibly the datable uh, passages, are at the same time polluted with anachronisms, mm -hmm, say. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, so, uh, th 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 this does not make sense. When, when you really think about it from this perspective of uh, religious fiction, and then finding the trying to illuminate that based upon exact scientific discipline, mm -hmm. uh, where you don't even know what time you are uh, illuminating. Mm -hmm. uh, it's it's uh, almost like a vicious cycle, you, you, you know, where it works uh, and, and you are proving one by the other and, mm -hmm. and, and so on and so forth. That was quite common thing. Uh, and and uh, uh, he has an, uh, of course, ideological ad agenda, this William Foxfellow Bright. I mentioned that he is coming from the rather conservative fundamentalist background. Uh, of American Christianity, mm -hmm. and uh, he, his, uh, if if I am asked to put it uh, in in one sentence, uh, his agenda, his ideology, it is the Bible is right after all. <laughs> in other uh, words, yeah, yeah, you know, he is trying to prove the Bible is yeah. right, and 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 that is his agenda. More yeah. or less, yeah. uh, he, he would make a lot of historical uh, because he was very bright and, and he was an expert in uh, in Semitic languages, not only Hebrew Bible, but uh, some other around uh, Akkadian and, and other languages uh, and uh, uh, paleography, mm. for instance, that, that is the, the discipline of uh, dating the inscriptions, mm -hmm. say, uh, or writings, mm -hmm. and, and so on. So he was, he was not stupid, but he, uh, all his uh, approach was tainted by this uh, pre-understanding mm. uh, with, with which he was approaching his discipline, mm -hmm. that he was trying to mash together uh, that archaeology and Bible, and to prove Bible being more or less correct. And here I am putting more or less because he would be pick and choose as well. Because mm -hmm. you know you cannot simply mash everything mm -hmm. because of of those clearly obvious anachronisms of of many of which he was there. Mm -hmm. So that is uh, that is one uh, thing. Uh, the purpose of the biblical archaeology was to complement, illuminate, and justify <laughs> biblical stories, provide historical, religious, and cultural justification for the mm -hmm. Bible. Mm -hmm. So that's his uh, ideology. Mm -hmm. And then uh, over here, this particular uh, article is coming from some uh, sim similar mutation of this William Foxwell Albright, which would be Zionist archaeology. And Zionist archaeology was definitely uh, present, uh, and William Foxwell Albright was aware of it. You know, they were working uh, side by side mm. uh, there. And uh, one of those uh, 
probably best known Zionist archaeologist would be Yigail Yadin. He, he, that was his uh, adopted uh, Hebrew name. Uh, he was born uh, Yigal Sukenik, or Sukenik, uh, originally from Poland. His father was uh, also an archaeologist, uh, Jewish archaeologist from Poland, who immigrated to Palestine and uh, was uh, involved in a great way uh, with um, uh, Qumran uh, texts. And uh, Yigael was following in his uh, footsteps, uh, uh, son, and uh, at the same time was deeply involved with military or uh, paramilitary uh, organizations mm -hmm. of, uh, uh, you can call them resistance fighters. Mm -hmm. Uh, or independence fighters, uh, while others would call them terrorists. Mm -hmm. uh, those uh, those paramilitary groups uh, of early Zionists who were fighting both uh, Palestinians and British, and bombing British uh, headquarters mm -hmm. and, and, and and so on. So uh, this Yigal Yadin was involved with that and. Uh, uh, was also an um, uh, the general in the, when when Israel was established as mm. uh, as a state he he became a general and, and and was also a chief of staff of Israeli army uh, and and then on, on his side he was archaeologist <laughs> kind of uh, uh, okay uh, so he was politician and archaeologist or mm. military politician he was involved in uh, uh ben gurion uh kind of secret cabinet before mm -hmm. the independence mm -hmm. and and afterwards was involved with uh, military politics uh, in israel so uh, substantially implicated in uh, ethnic cleansing uh, of palestine mm. uh, uh, or those territories which would later become uh, Israel, yeah. uh, uh, or as it was becoming Israel. Uh, so that that is, and and that also tainted his his approach, frankly. Yeah. Uh, so uh, William Foxwell Albright has this kind of Christian ideology, which was uh, informing his uh, judgment or uh, skewing his judgment. And Yigayel Yadin has this uh, Zionistic uh, mm -hmm. uh, agenda, mm -hmm. which was skewing his uh, archaeological. Uh, they kind uh, of go uh, hand in hand. Uh, and 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 it was overlapping because, yeah. of course, they were using biblical, uh, what they called biblical history, yeah. you know, and and uh, justification of the the claim over the land based upon the Bible, and so they were going to uh, to to claim exactly like you know this this has been uh, Jewish land always mm -hmm. and and so for instance one of the famous uh, uh, nowadays known as blunders of Yigayel Yadin was his uh, theory of city gates where he was trying to uh, confirm or trying to prove uh, the extent of the state of Israel uh, claim over, over the land 
based upon the biblical passage and uh, the extent of uh, Solomon's uh, realm. Mm. And uh, in in First Kings, the, there is the there is a verse which mentions that Solomon fortified three cities, and and he found three similar city gates, and so he claimed this is that uh, Solomonic enterprise of fortifying, oh. and that justifies because it covers uh, covers the entire or almost entire extent. Of, of the modern state Israel or what they wanted to claim as their territory. And, and so going all the way from Upper Galilee, uh, all the, the way down to Jerusalem and, mm -hmm. and further south. Uh, so uh, it'll, be, uh, it'll be Hazor in a Galilee or in an, uh, the, the, the northern part and it'll go down to Gezer. Uh, which is uh, on a similar uh, level as Jerusalem, say. so you know, uh, showing that uh, this was uh, originally realm of uh, mm. of Solomon. Uh, the problem there is that these uh, it was called uh, six chamber uh, gates, and it's quite well known. Uh, was a fortification system which was quite widespread. Uh, in, in ancient times uh, uh. Uh, and uh, when these uh, places were revisited by later archaeologists they were able to show that uh, they don't date to the same period uh. <laughs> full stop that, they, that, that there is a spread of several centuries in between these gates it could not be built by one person finding it as a uh, proof of the historicity of say Solomon and his uh, realm or kingdom like we talked about it before that it's uh, fully fictitious uh, and we did YouTube uh, right. about uh, David's realm uh, yeah, but that yeah. will extend to Solomon's as well, uh, Solomon, uh, uh, that, that, that it is a saga, it's a legend, mm -hmm. you know, there might be kernels of uh, historic reality here and there, but uh, it's being narrated in completely different, and with a, you know, in a completely different uh, shape and for different purposes. Mm -hmm. Uh, but returning back to those city gates, uh, so uh, it is not proof of historicity of the unified kingdom and it is not proof of uh, the extent of, of a kingdom which was uh, legendary by nature. <laughs> so here you go with, with, with the Gael Yadin and, and his uh, six chamber uh, city gates. Uh, uh, and, and there were muta mutations of these city gates. So there were not only six chamber, there were like, uh, uh, there were also um, four chamber, you know. Uh, so uh, the, these city gates, one of the things which gave it out was also um, that uh, what kind of uh, city wall was connected to those city mm -hmm. gates uh, and because there was clear development in, in uh, technology of fortification mm -hmm. 
So some of those city, wall, uh, city walls were uh, onset offset wall, mm -hmm. which would kind of help to protect against those enemies which would be right by uh, the wall. Uh, and some of those were casemat uh, walls, which are like double wall with uh, rooms in between, which mm -hmm. can be filled if someone is trying to attack the wall and, and so on and so forth. So uh, th th those are very interesting things, but it took uh, archaeologists really several decades to fight uh, away this misinterpretation based upon uh, the ideology. And, and it, is, it hasn't been completely cleared until now. There still are people who will right. swear by this uh, pseudo theory, right. uh, kind of. Uh, uh, so that is um, that that is this kind of theory about the city walls. And here you see how how ideology or demand, kind of ideological demand, is skewing and completely corrupting uh, the the interpretation. Yeah. Uh, it, it has also kind of uh, amusing uh, dimension. Uh, and again, uh, it, it is still appearing and permutating uh, throughout the media, like that article you sent me. Or yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and that is, Yigail uh, Yadin uh, was also uh, probably more involved, uh, not in a deep ancient archaeology, but more with archaeology of the Jewish war. That was the Jewish war against Romans. And, and he did some uh, excavations of the camps and, and, and the Roman camps uh, and, and so on. But also uh, one of the areas he was involved was Masada, the fortress uh, in Judean desert. And uh, uh, there it becomes almost amusing because uh, they, they took uh, Josephus Flavius, um, uh, who is reporting about the Jewish war. The, the, the whole one uh, series of tomes mm -hmm. is about that. Uh, it's called book uh, these days, but it contains number of books, mm -hmm. much shorter. Uh, and uh, so Jewish war uh, and and Josephus is uh, reporting uh, about the siege and capture uh, of of Masada. Mm -hmm. That's relatively famous. You, you know how there were those rebels who were holding for like several years after the fall of Jerusalem, and and eventually Romans came. Um, put a siege on Masada, uh, those uh, defenders of Masada stayed there for another, like defended that place for another year. And eventually, rather than uh, giving themselves to Romans, they committed mass suicide. Mm. That's the way uh, Josephus is reporting it. And so when Yigayel Yadin went there, Sukenik, uh, and started uh, this uh, excavation, and he found some skeletons of of, uh, of people there. Uh, he immediately interpreted them as uh, defenders of Masada. Uh -huh. That did not stop there. Uh, then rabbis came <laughs> and and confirmed that. Uh, uh, they confirmed that those are indeed those uh, brave defenders of Masada. 
uh, and they gave them a state funeral uh, as defenders of Masada and uh, they coined the slogan of them, uh, Masada shall not fall again. <laughs> Uh, but that it did not stop there. Uh, by uh, they would have a regular swearing uh, of uh, special units, military units on Masada when they were swearing uh, new military units. So uh, that 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 is happening there as well. The mm -hmm. trouble there is that again, when archaeologists revisited that, uh, they they discovered that. Uh, it is more complicated uh, that uh, that those skeletons uh, quite likely were not Jewish <laughs> defenders. Uh, that some of them might be uh, some of them might be uh, Romans. Uh, some of them might be Romans. Yes, uh, uh, which were which were. Uh, because uh, first there was uh, like a military outpost. The, the Romans knew about it and they put some a small unit there to guard Masada. Mm -hmm. uh, these rebels came and took it over. So some of those skeletons can be actually these Romans uh, who, who got killed when uh, Jewish rebels took it. Or maybe they were imprisoned in a cave uh, somewhere uh, and, uh, and they died there during that siege or they were not simply fed <laughs> and so mm -hmm. they died. Uh, there, there were, with some skeletons, there were also uh, what, what appeared to be uh, um, pig bones, uh, which would uh, indicate the kind of some, some kind of a Roman sacrifice or mm -hmm. Greek sacrifice to the dead. So uh, that would be another indication that those were not Jewish, uh, if you have big bones in the proximity. Uh, and, and finally, uh, they, uh, Sukenik claim, uh, or Yigail Yadin claim, that uh, there was uh, even one female victim. And, and uh, revisiting, they, they just found a, a lock of hair. But that lock of hair was clearly, that was the only uh, female mm. <laughs> uh, remnants they found uh, or their extent to the time when they did this uh, revisiting. And uh, they found that that hair was cut uh, while that person was alive. And it, it reminded them of, of that practice uh, uh, from Deuteronomy where the, the, when Jewish soldiers uh, took captives, uh, the, the, they were allowed in Deuteronomy to kill all male. And if they wanted to take uh, some nice uh, girl as, uh, as their concubine or, or slave, uh, they would simply cut their hair and well. their nails uh, and, and, and have them as... So it might be simply oh. that they... Uh, uh, it was out of the, some kind of a uh, raid mm -hmm. those uh, Jewish rebels did uh, or something they captured uh, a female and they cut her hair like uh, commanded by Deuteronomy. Mm -hmm. uh, there is a record that uh, these rebels, and that was the last drop which sent kind of Roman uh, legion to, to besiege uh, Masada, 
they were nestled there in Masada and they were uh, doing raids uh, on the surrounding area and making all that territory quite dangerous. And the uh, final draw was when they went into an um, and Gedi, which was like a small village uh, by, uh, by the source of water in the desert and, uh, and raided it and completely raised it. You know, mm-hmm. or, uh, and that might be one of those uh, girls whom they captured when they raided uh, En Gedi. That would be the, another possible interpretation uh, you know, of, of that uh, cut uh, hair of, of a female. Uh, in in Masada. So here you see again, you you know, on one side it is immediately interpreted uh, almost instantly and made into a national rallying cry Mm -hmm. of Zionists. And on the other hand, when revisited and with a clear head and and a more objective uh, perspective, it all starts to disintegrate yeah. and, and, and almost completely disappear. Yeah. So uh, that is why I am kind of uh, a little hesitant to, 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 to these all, oh, they discovered, yeah. the, you know, this, or Bible is after all r- right, <laughs> you, you know, or this proves that this land yeah. always belonged to us. Yeah. Uh, you, you know, and Masada must not uh, uh, fall again, uh, or these right. kind of things. It's it's just uh, abuse of relatively uh, objective scientific method of archaeology for other goals, right? For ideological goals, either of fundamentalism or of Zionism, or some combination of both. And this is what is still persisting. There is still a, a journal which is being published, Biblical Archaeology. Right. Uh, and <laughs> it's literally called Biblical Archaeology. Yes, yeah. Uh, I, I am subscribing to Near Eastern Archaeology. Funny thing is that I, I think that this, before it got renamed, was actually fa- founded uh, or strongly influenced by William Foxwell Albright. Mm. Uh, but as I said, if, if you really put your attention to it, you can liberate yourself from these uh, mm-hmm. ideological shackles. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it took a substantial period of time. Mm-hmm. And there are still people who are very happy in those shackles or mm-hmm. kind of are, would like to put it on everyone else around, mm-hmm. uh, kind of to, to, to enslave everyone back into that kind of uh, uh, pseudoscience. Mm-hmm. So now this is, in the past it was like something like you're saying, laughable, funny. Uh, no, the, the, it hasn't been ever. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. I'm just saying sometimes it's funny how how, yeah, how yeah. hard people want to connect this to reality. Yeah, it, 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 it is. But now it's linked to actual but it always justification. It always has been. If, if yeah. you think about Igor Yaliadin being a um, minister of defense, you know, mm. or minister of army, and, and involved and implicated in ethnic cleansing mm. of Palestinian villages mm-hmm. and, and uh, biological weapon production and these kind of things, 
which which are now coming out because the archives after 50 or more years are being opened mm -hmm. and and uh, Israeli uh, sociologists and historians are themselves bringing it up Mm. Uh, so that has been used as a justification of Zionism from the beginning, from get-go. Mm -hmm. And these days when the, the real archaeologists are kind of pointing these things out, they are being attacked by both uh, uh, religious people and completely secular people. Mm. So for instance, uh, in, in the state of Israel, some secular politicians or secular people are fighting uh, viciously or arguing very strongly for historicity of David. Mm. Mm -hmm. and, and they are not doing it for religious reasons, they are doing yeah. it for national reasons, yeah. you, you know, because it is being kind of meshed together. Yeah. Uh, and, and that brings out another very interesting perspective because uh, uh, that is the founding principle of the citizenship in Israel, uh, of uh, Jewishness. But, but, you know, what constitutes that is never really fully explained. Mm -hmm. Is it the following of some Jewish rabbinical school or religious teaching? Or is it being born in a Jewish uh, family mm -hmm. or being of a descent of, uh, from, from the Jewish parents um, while you are secular? Mm, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, there, where is it? Uh, to to, to, to the, the degree that the, some theologians, some rabbis are kind of saying, this is strange. <laughs> 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 the, 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 this, this, this is not how our faith, how, how our religion works. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the, here you have this kind of very, very strange mixture of, of religion, uh, nationality, yeah. Uh, and uh, identity. Yeah. Uh, connected with a book, with a history, with a right. land. Right. But then when you start looking into it more closely, it does not match. Mm -hmm. It does not mesh together that well. And, and so it is. Uh, and the people who are saying these kind of things, and there are historians uh, uh, and archaeologists and anthropologists uh, around the world yeah. are quite often accused of anti-Semitism mm -hmm. for this reason, mm -hmm. you know, because they are pointing that this does not fit, this doesn't yeah. <laughs> work like this, uh, yeah, you cannot do that, oh, you are anti-Semite, yeah. you know, or uh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, uh, that, that happened uh, to a number of those more radical, they are called uh, biblical minimalists, mm. who are saying that's predominantly legends and myths. Mm -hmm. uh, it's Copenhagen school, and almost every uh, representative of Copenhagen School has been accused of being anti-Semite mm. uh, for this reason, mm. you know, because they are showing that uh, Abraham most likely was not an historical figure, you know, mm. or it's a uh, collection of 
people, you know, mm-hmm. and, and there are big discrepancies and uh, anachronisms present, uh, like we discussed a number of times, and, and yeah. so on. And it goes to David and, and all of those other uh, passages. Uh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, here, here we go. So Just another example of religio insanity. Yes, yeah, and, and we are trying to, to bring a little bit uh, of religious sanity to it. Uh, yeah. you, you know, so treat religion as religion Separate. and treat history as an history. Be prepared that there'll be always tensions. And uh, then those tensions can be actually productive because they can tell us how, how these religious texts are supposed not to be used. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know they are not to be used to to to, to justify claim over the land for instance yeah. they are to uh, explain to us how we are to live in our world and and in many of those uh, there are nasty texts uh, in in the hebrew bible of of really genocidal wars and and, and so mm-hmm. on and so forth but uh the, the way they are being recorded there, or the, the, the stories we are hearing about it, it's almost like a warning yeah. for us. And so uh, there are sometimes direct warnings, and yeah. sometimes they are like in between the lines. The, the way it is being portrayed mm-hmm. is telling us, you know, careful, <laughs> you mm-hmm. know, don't go there, mm-hmm. uh, kind of. Uh, mm-hmm. right? So, yeah. Before we go, <clears throat> I want to alert everyone to a special event that will be happening on March 5th at Rutgers Presbyterian Church. We're going to do another live version of this podcast called Ask the Pastor Lent Edition. It doesn't mm-hmm. have to be questions just about Lent. Um, you can come live to Rutgers Church in New York City or... Join us on YouTube. They can send messages, uh, uh, questions through the YouTube chat, which I will be holding Uh in my hand Uh live. Uh Yeah, good. And you will answer them live. So you can either come live, be live. So you have no excuse, no matter where you are in the world, you can ask the pastor anything oh, is gosh, there anything no. you don't want to I, talk I, about I, I, no no almost everything yeah you you I, won't you won't uh reject no, no, any questions. i i know I, I i'm saying i'm i i will reject almost everything oh you will <laughs> <laughs> he's joking yeah so all best thank you yeah, until yeah, next time you.